Welcome to the Some Weird Podcast. This week we're going to release for you another Wee Weird episode. So another little snippet of strange stories out of Canada. I am your host, Chrissy. And I am your co-host, not host, Barry. I'm the big boss lady, and this is my evil servant, Igor. <laughs> <laughs> These are some strange times. It seems like as soon as 2020 began, each news story got weirder and weirder. Exactly what kind of fever dream is this? One would ask oneself on the daily. On a world scale, we went through Snowmageddon in our beloved Newfoundland and Labrador. Massive fires burned in California and Australia, threatening humans and wildlife alike. There was a real threat of war between the U.S. and Iran, and that was just the first couple of months. By March, we found ourselves in a global pandemic, sci-fi style, with COVID-19. Never in a million years would I ever have thought that this new normal would ever have been a thing. It has changed everything, and it will have a lasting effect on how we act and interact from now on. Remember back in the good old days when you could gather in crowds and your kids would physically go into a school building and you went to a place called an office to work? Sigh. Take 2013, for example. What a super normal time. I mean, Pope Benedict XVI quit being the Pope, the first to do so voluntarily since 1294, so that was kind of super weird. The World Health Organization identified a new type of coronavirus called MERS, perhaps a beta version before the big coronavirus release. The IOC named Tokyo the city to host the 2020 Summer Olympics. Uh, sorry about that. And then there were the zombies. In 2013, zombies were everywhere, partly due to the massive popularity of the TV show The Walking Dead. Zombies had risen up before in pop culture, like in George Romero's 1968 iconic movie Night of the Living Dead, or Michael Jackson's 1983 cinematic thriller video, which would become a staple of Halloween hit lists forevermore, even after the major tainting of the King of Pop's reputation. But in 2013, the zombie's role in mainstream society was firmly cemented. A couple of years earlier, in 2011, the American Center for Disease Control and Preparedness, the CDC, launched its blog titled Preparedness 101, Zombie Apocalypse. Latching on to the growing popularity of all things zombie, they used this burning question as a teaching tool for how to survive a real crisis. What exactly do I need to do to prepare for a zombie apocalypse? Of course, the CDC did not actually think a zombie apocalypse was probable, but this campaign was effective in reaching a wider pop culture interested audience about the importance of having fresh water, a first aid kit, a flashlight, and other necessities in case of an actual emergency, such as a power outage or flood. Fast forward again to 2013. In that year, in the Canadian House of Commons, where our democratically elected officials meet to discuss and debate all matters of federal concern, NDP MP from Winnipeg Centre, Pat Martin, being duly recognized by the Speaker of the House, posed a very important question to the Minister of Foreign Affairs. Paraphrased, he asked, The CDC down in the States is publishing tips about how to prepare you for a zombie apocalypse. 
Zombies don't know no borders. What do you propose we do if the American zombies try to cross into Canada? The Honorable Minister John Baird assured the House, and therefore the Canadian public, that he was dead-acated to ensuring that Canada would never become a safe haven for zombies. Now that I think about it, maybe those were crazy days too. Maybe all times have their crazy bits about them. I'm just glad all this zombie apocalypse talk was back in 2013. If in 2020, it might have just been another square in the apocalypse bingo game. Despite Canada being the only known nation in the world to have ever discussed a zombie preparedness plan at such a high level of government, the totally legit Zombie Research Society has ranked Canada only second in the world for zombie readiness. Who is number one? That would be the land down under, Australia. Between us, though, considering the number of insects and beasts of the land and sea that are known to be lethal in Australia, I might still take my chances in Canada if the zombie apocalypse was ever actually upon us. I'm really glad that our government, uh, you know, and these, these people get paid, you know, six-figure salaries, and they're spending their time discussing the zombie apocalypse. I remember this story when it happened. I was like, what a place that you actually have the time to entertain such a silly thing. Yeah. You can see videos of this uh, in the House of Commons, them actually discussing it in real life government daily you know, discussion. They're letting it be, but they're also laughing about it. Yeah. I mean, it's OK to have fun at work sometimes, you know, especially elected officials. <laughs> they certainly get uh, beat up a lot for that. But I mean, that seems to be a quite the, the, the waste of resources. The whole point of it, though, it was to not say like the zombies are a coming, but disasters do happen and you really should be prepared. Yeah. The provincial Quebec government, um, they had a similar zombie readiness plan, sort of uh, taking off from the CDC's blog. Yeah. Take zombie off and just have readiness plan. I think it's, you know, all the stuff is relevant. Right. But see, the thing is, and especially back in those days when we were far more comfortable in in the end of the world being very, very far away. Yeah. It was more of um, so many people were into zombies at that time. It was just a way to get the public sort of drawn in. It's like when you put a poster on a light pole uh, yeah. that says, you know, free sex. And then, <laughs> but then in the small print, it's like, I'll be your math tutor. Like, you know, it's it's a way to attract people to what you're trying to say. Exactly. Yeah, but it is interesting that they did bring it up on the, on the floor. I would have really thought Greenland would have been the most uh, zombie apocalyptic ready. I just say that just because I wanted to, I wanted to mention Greenland. And I applaud that. Of course, Greenland is part of Denmark, as we all know. Yeah. <laughs> they did rank the top 10 countries in the world, and Denmark was not on there. Oh, disappointing. But they also ranked the best places in Canada to go to if a zombie apocalypse. Bell Island got to be there. Atlantic Canada was rated very poorly, which I was surprised. Poorly. For me, I would have thought the island provinces would be the best ones. Well, there's two things. There's number one, the, the affection rate, and we're seeing that with the coronavirus, is that it's difficult for it to get here. That's but right. But the other side of it is if it's here, there's nowhere to run. So if the zombie starts taking over, you actually got to get on your boat, and then everybody has those means, right? So. And then in real life, if you look at Newfoundland and Prince Edward Island, they have some of the lowest COVID-19. Exactly, yeah. For you guys, I mean, it definitely does affect day-to-day -day life, but not the same in the same way as it does in other places, like where I live, for example. Yeah, there's no lockdowns. Or nothing. There was, but I mean, now it's like, I think there's like three, four cases, and all cases are travel-related, and there's yes. very strict rules coming in to isolate and all that. So they, they I mean, I'm not saying it's not going to take off again, but uh, 
They really seem to have a good lockdown on it. Hopefully, eventually, the bubble will be open again, and you know, I yep. might be able to see my mom. Yeah, that that would be nice. But yeah, Atlantic Canada was the most poorly rated for zombie readiness. The best place, according to to this, was Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Okay. Don't know why. And the Northwest Territories. I was going to say, yeah, probably the least populated areas like Northwest Territories would probably be lots, lots of land, lots of lots of place to move. A couple of things you mentioned there that I wanted to bring up. One you mentioned thriller, and uh, you know it's got nothing to do with your story, but I, th- I always thought it was funny. There's a Twitter account, Super Seventy Sports, and I, I you know give them a plug. I, I highly recommend that you follow it. But he posted a picture one time in November. Mm-hmm. It was a picture of Michael Jackson and his date from Thriller, and it said, "I wonder how their second date went. Hard to follow this." <laughs> That was like a 15-minute video, right? It was, yeah. It, it made it like more of a movie than a, than a video, right? And the other thing is, uh, if the zombie apocalypse did happen in 2020, it's probably to be the best time for it to happen in the world because there's not many people moving around, so it'd be hard <laughs> to spread the zombieism. One zombie back there floating around, and we have nobody to eat, so. <laughs> well, he might be starving with a lack of brains for some people, too, the way some people are reacting <laughs> in this time. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's a very interesting uh, wee weird story, I think. Yeah, the weird part about it was that it was, while a joke, also legitimately brought up in government. That's it for the wee weird episode for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. And I, as the <laughs> the Dr. Frankenstein of this group, I guess. Chris is the, the sole master of some weird, and me being the lowly servant. <laughs> Sometimes I listen back and I hate myself. No, I'd be so foolish. <laughs> I don't know. Remember you maybe change all the channels back in the pre-remote control days? Another time, too. Remember what? You sit on your feet and you just launch in the air? Yeah. And one time you didn't, I landed right on my my spine. <laughs> and it hurt for years. And you like, don't tell, I never did tell mom. And uh, boy, geez, that, that was sore for a long time. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't remember that. But I do remember launching you into the air. Yeah. I maybe even undersold it to you at the time. Just like, ah, I'm fine. But that legitimately hurt for years. For years? I'm glad I'm not the youngest. Yeah. I feel bad for you. So that was another wee episode, a wee weird episode of the Some Weird Podcast. We hope you enjoy it. We are the team that presents these to you. (laughs) The the equal members of the team. (laughs) Uh, If you have an idea for a wee episode or for a full-length episode, like we said before, starting uh, next week, actually, we're going to release our full-length episodes. If you have stories from your own province or territory, whether big or small, and you want to let us know, you can reach us at go Igor. Some weird podcast at gmail.com or on the Twitters at some weird pod. Zombie apocalypse talk, some weird by. Some weird. And I'll play this out. <laughs> That's our new theme song. <laughs> That's right. Budget's not very high, folks. <laughs>